Times. This is the greatest podcast you've ever listened to. It's got me in it, Dominic. It's, it's got me in it, Ian. We're going to look at some famous people and their sex stories. Not any old famous people. We're doing part two of the Beatles episode, which means... John and George. Yeah. We're looking at the shagging stories, the wanking stories. Anything to do with dick's tits. See if... Uh, how they lost the virginity as well. Yeah, I've got that from all. Don't worry about that. Yes. It's covered. But for an added bonus, wank stuff. First wanks. Fucking great. Just, just rude stuff. I'm happy with rude stuff. <laughs> right. So who's your who's your third favourite Beatle? So after Paul and after Ringo, it's uh, Mr. John Winston Lennon. <laughs> Right, should we dive into some of John's sexy stories then? I would like to do that, Ian. Okay, most of these are from the Anthology book, which was released in the year 2000, which collected loads of John Lennon quotes from over the years. This first one comes from an audio diary that he recorded in 1979. He was in a hotel room just recording his thoughts. A lot of it is gibberish and waffle and fucking nonsense. But then there's this, and he mentions Twitchy, and Twitchy is the guy who is dating his mum. He eventually became his stepdad. I was just remembering the time I had my hand on my mother's tit in number one, Blomfield Road, near Garston. It's when I was about 14. I took the day off school, hanging out in her house. Oh, we were lying on the bed and I was thinking, I wonder if I should do anything else, you know? And it was a strange moment because I actually had the hots for some rather lower class female that lived on the opposite side of the road. I always think whether I should have done it, presuming she would have allowed it. Mother was wearing a black angora short sleeve, round neck sweater, not too fluffy. (laughs) And I believe that tight, dark green, yellow mottled skirt. (sighs) (laughs) Hey ho. I always remember seeing her going down on Twitchy, or otherwise known as Robert Dykins. She was under their bedsheets and I wandered into the room 14 or 13. I can't remember exactly what I felt. Shock, I know that. Because <laughs> I was already into it myself, I probably wasn't that shocked. It was the idea of going down on him, I think, sleazy little waiter, with a nervous cough and a thinning margarine-coated hair. <laughs> <laughs> Already fucking mental. It's fucking wild for me off, isn't it? That, that is is that his own words? Yep, you can hear him actually saying it. So what should, what should we start with? What bit what bit is what, what do you reckon? Well what's he doing touching his mum's tits? Incest, isn't it? This is like McCartney again, isn't it? McCartney going a bit getting boners on his mum. They were both at it. They're both yeah. fucking wild. Oh yeah, just... McCartney. They both wanted to shag the mums. Yeah. Fucked up. But Paul said Nothing else happened though. She brushed it off. John's fucking thinking about it, thinking, mm, should I should I actually try it on with me mum? Yeah, fucking if, hell. Presuming she would have allowed it. At least in 1979, so it's like twenty five years later. Still thinking about it. Yeah. It's not funny this story, is it? It's just fucking rotten and horrible. Uh, yeah, and it's like it's not like that that was a weird kind of moment that I had that like I'm not comfortable with. It's just still pining over her. So yeah, it's not a funny story. It's not 
It's, it's not good, that one. <laughs> Awfully, it's sorry. Like, give me more of this shit. All right, let's do a bit of wanking. All right, nice right. bit of wanking. Everyone loves a bit of wanking. We know about Lennon's wanking anyway. Well, I'm not going to mention the, the Winston Churchill thing. Do you, that's one of his biggest ones. We covered that for McCartney, didn't we? I know, but... Do you want to do it again? <laughs> no, it's just worth mentioning that he wanked with Paul McCartney and shouted out Winston Churchill. They said there was a gang of them who just did it all the time. But anyway, get this one. So Pete Shotton was his mate when he was a little kid. This guy called Pete Shotton. And he wrote a book called John Lennon in, in My Life, 1983. He's wanking loads with his mate Pete. And once, Pete challenged him to wank 10 times in a single day. John failed to reach the target, but only by one go. Oh, just do it one more time, John. No, You've had nine Come wanks. On. Come on. Do you know what the prize for that was? Access to Pete's family's TV. So he was like <laughs> selling off access to the TV if he had 10 wanks. <laughs> He's going in triumphantly, wiping the fucking jizz off his arm. I did it! Give me your fucking TV! <laughs> They're fucking match of the day on now. His mum and dad are there. What are you doing? Get out. I've won this fair and square. Ten wanks. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I didn't do the tenth one, actually. Get out. <laughs> you failed. There's another thing in this book by Pete. Pete insists that John's sex drive was so great, he could regain an erection within minutes and do so again and again achieving several orgasms at a single session. <laughs> so in one of their Winston Churchill sessions, John's just fucking at it all the time, getting boner, yeah. boner after boner. <laughs> just, <laughs> just as soon as he's finished wanking, he can just, just start wanking again. And everyone's sat around going, wow, that's brilliant, you know John. way too much about each other. <laughs> it's Pete's blown away by this. And this is a quote from Pete's book, several orgasms in a single session, which made him as extraordinary in this respect as he was in so many others. He's as equally good as songwriting as he is at jizzing. <laughs> He's a great guy. He's fucking awesome. All rounder. <laughs> right, so this is John's first girlfriend, Barbara Baker. And the first time he sees her, Barbara's hers up in a ponytail. John shouts at her. Oh, there's horse face. Horse's <laughs> tail and an horse's face. <laughs> Just a fucking cunt, cunt. <laughs> he lost his virginity to this, this Barbara, age 16. Uh, in a graveyard in a church where his uncle George was laid to rest. And he wrote about this when he was 26, and it was published in Skywriting by Word of Mouth. I remember a night, or should I say day, in my teens when I was fucking my girlfriend on a gravestone and my ass got covered in green fly. This was a good lesson in karma and or gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it being that literal... I thought it was a load of fucking bollocks. I've cut out the rest of it, but the rest of it is bullshit. It's just fucking gibberish. John spoke to Pete, his mate Pete, after this, after he'd shagged Barbara, and this is what he said. Well, Pete, I've done it at last. I've had me first screw. <laughs> I had a hell of a job getting inside Bab. It was like trying to get inside a mouse's ear hole. Actually, I think I'd rather have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> He actually mentions Barbara um, many, many years later in an interview yeah. in 1978. Barbara, where are you now? <laughs> Fat and ugly. 15 fucking kids. Years of hell with me should have made you ready for anything. What's so sad about the past is that it's past. I wonder who's kissing her now. I don't know if that is that fond. Is he is he thinking fondly over there? Or is he just. What's he's he just like hoping that she's not like fit and that he's missed the boat on like some more good shags that could have got out of her 
Another little insight into his attitude to women in that All These Years book by Mark Lewisohn. This is one of his many sayings, apparently. <laughs> Chuck your bird before Crimble to say buying a Prezi. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being known for that. That's one of your sayings. Yeah, that's what this, this is what John always says. <laughs> Snidey weird cheapskate thing. <laughs> yeah, it's only him that I've ever heard calling it Crimble. He used to send out a record every Christmas to the fan club. And I think he says Crimble, Mary Crimble. And he might even say it on a fucking record or something. Like, definitely heard him say Mary Crimble a few times. Never caught on that one, though, did it? No one's saying that. It didn't, did it? It's only him. <laughs> but it's a good one. I'm going to be using Crimble this season. <laughs> uh, another one from his uh, his book, Skywriting. His time in art school. What was the name of that girl I used to screw in the corridor on the way to painting class? She loved giving head, but wouldn't swallow it. She was engaged to another student. A peculiar straight. I was just a sex object. It was fucking great. Those were the days, my friend. Ah, la la la. <laughs> <laughs> Tra la la, why is he reading that down? She's <laughs> fucking la la la. Just head back, dicker. What's <laughs> <laughs> that song, isn't it? God, it'd be hard work being around him, wouldn't it? Just trying to figure out what he's going on about. <laughs> yeah. And you'd like be made to feel like a dickhead if you didn't understand his like mad fucking reference <laughs> yeah, yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. At art school, he used to tell everyone when he went off for a wank and he claimed to be... A great wanker from way back. He's, he's got a family history of great wanking. He's just <laughs> wanking. <laughs> I knew my dad was a wanker. I've seen him wanking. <laughs> If what his mate Pete said is true, probably is one of the best wankers in the world. If he can jizz like fucking nine times, just minutes after the other, yeah. just constantly wanking. That's impressive, that. Well, was it nine wanks in a day he couldn't do? Nine, uh, ten wanks in a day he couldn't do. If he could do that, get him up minutes after and like wank again, you'd think that, you know, course of a day, he'd be able to do ten. Yeah, there must be a point where he just... Just to get to rise really up, it's just gone. There's, there's, there's no jizz left in it. <laughs> Nothing he can do. And it just gets really sore. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking red raw bell end. Like, <laughs> hurts to even like touch it. It's like, ah, God, fucking wank again. <laughs> this just shows that there was fuck all to do back then. Nothing to do. Just, <laughs> just get a fucking phone. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Somehow invent Google, Wikipedia. I've got quite a nice story here. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so let's have a let's look at the nice side of John. This is when he was dating Cynthia. Well, he used to write to her every day, and he never let her down. He covered envelopes with hearts and kisses, and wrote, "Postman, postman, don't be so slow. I'm in love with Sin, so go, man, go." Fucking cool dude. Hey, I'm writing my cool dude message on the fucking envelope. Grim old postman's reading that in. What's this fucking shit? <laughs> go, man, go. Apparently, <laughs> with steamy letters full of sex, passion, and, and cripples. Right. John had a bit of a thing with the disabled, didn't he? Yeah. So, but yeah, he was writing these sexy letters to Cynthia mentioning cripples. And he also wrote that he'd bought her a pair of leather pants, adding... They're not trousers, the knickers. <laughs> nice, sexy letters from John. A bit romantic. Are you not impressed with John's <laughs> romantic skills back then? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, he's making an effort, isn't he? <laughs> Poetry, and he's writing on the on the cover of the fucking letter. Well, because he's a cool dude with his leather jacket. It's got to be go, man, go on. <laughs> oh, here's a quote from George about John. This is from 50 Years Adrift, Derek Taylor's memoir. George Harrison edited it. This is what he said about John in Hamburg. John would go out in Hamburg for nights without sleep and then we would be trying to get to sleep and he would come in. One night he came in and some chick was in bed with Paul and he cut up all the clothes with a pair of scissors and was stabbing the wardrobe. Everybody was lying on the bed thinking, oh fuck, I hope he doesn't kill me. A frothing mad person, he knew how to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you have fun, isn't it? Not bad. Stabbing the wardrobe. He's a fucking nut job. Really is. So he's not like he's been trying to get off with her. No. He's just like no. fucked off that the Paul's pulled and he hasn't. Could be. Or, or it's just random chaos. Just, just, just wants to cause chaos. <laughs> I think it's more of that. I suppose Hamburg was that fucking time when they were doing speed all the time and losing their minds. I know, but I think Paul never caught up anyone's clothes for no reason. Yeah, or Ringo. Or no. George. No, it's just John. <laughs> Being a wild con. I'm surprised they didn't kick him out of the band. But then again, you're in a band with John Lennon. You could sense, like, yeah, this is mad, this shit he's doing, but he's still fucking and genius. And he didn't, like, get on with him when he weren't doing shit like that. Yeah. Just, like, bodies. Right, 1964 now, world tour, and John talks about what it was like. There's photographs of me gravelling about, crawling about Amsterdam on my knees, coming out of whorehouses and people saying, good morning, John. When we hit town, we hit it. We were not pissing about. <laughs> we had them, the women. They were great. They didn't call them groupies then. I've forgotten what we call them. Something like slags. <laughs> <laughs> Something like slags. Some fucking killer lines in that. When we hit town, we hit it. We were not pissing about. <laughs> I'm not pissing about tonight. <laughs> Let's get some slags. <laughs> <laughs> crawling. Just crawling on his knees out of fucking brothels. All right, John. <laughs> morning, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People say good morning, John. Like, made mates. <laughs> oh, do you remember me saying about the Two Virgins album cover, showing it to Ringo? So he talks about this more, yeah. We felt like the two virgins because we was in love, just met and we were trying to make something and we thought to show everything. People are always looking at people like me, trying to see some secret. What do they do? Do they go to the bathroom? Do they eat? So we just said, here, George and Paul were a little shocked. Uh, that was weird. That really shocked me, the fact that they were prudish. We didn't create nudity, we just put it out. <laughs> Someone else had been nude before. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's a good, good justification. That's, for... no, that's a good point, that. They didn't create it. Yeah, but there's a time and a place for dicks and fannies. And John's just shoving it and making everyone look at it. And look at that. Look, yeah. there's me nude. I think if they want to get the fucking bits out on the front of an album, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Show it to everyone. But actually giving it to them, and you go, what do you think of that? Like, you might as well... Be there when they see it. <laughs> Seeing them the next day in the like pub or whatever, and they're just looking at the feet, then going, Does anyone know I released an album with the missus <laughs> last week? Oh, did you? No, I, I wasn't aware of that. Have you not seen the picture on the cover? <laughs> no, I've, I've not seen it, John. 
You must have it's got me fucking dung on it. <laughs> oh, that one. Right. Yes. Very nice, John. Yeah, you want to show him. He's so committed to finding out what everyone thinks. He's really <laughs> intently showing it to everyone. But what do you think? What do you think of that? I think he might have been worried that, like, if people didn't react right in front of him, that they might have been laughing at him behind his back. So I think he was, like, paranoid. If you showed someone there and then, if they thought he was, like, daft and they started, like, giggling at it, you could pull him up on it. <laughs> yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Why are you fucking laughing? <laughs> That's a natural body! <laughs> I can justify this. I've thought about this for fucking weeks. <laughs> it's really played on my mind and it's definitely the right thing to do. So, you know, there's been rumours about John Lennon being gay, shagging Brian Epstein and all that stuff. Well, yeah, I've heard that, but I've never heard any justification for it. Well, Yoko spoke about this in an interview in 2015 for the Daily Beast. They were talking about bisexuality and being gay. And John said this to Yoko. I don't mind if there's an incredibly attractive guy. I could have done it, but I can't because I just never found somebody that was that attractive. So what he's saying there to Yoko is that, well, he's bisexual and he would shag a man, but he's just not found a fit enough man for him. <laughs> right? Which is like fucking, it's a bit like Damon and Brett, isn't it? Like, I'm bisexual, but I've just never done anything gay. John's been there, done that. I mean, if he's gay, but he will only fuck really pretty guys. And he's in that band with Paul McCartney hanging about with him all the time. Super pretty man. Probably the prettiest man in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he would have tried it. That was the only guy he would have done it with. Imagine that. What Brian Epstein was, was he? Do you want to know the Brian Epstein story? Got his, John's words about it. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is fucking mad, this, actually. So, again, this is from Pete Shotton, John's childhood mate. 1963... A couple of weeks after Julian was born, John went to Spain with Brian Epstein. Uh, when he came back, Pete said to him, so you had a good time with Brian then? He smirked, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, because Brian Epstein's gay. So he's like, oh, what have you been up to? This is what John said to Pete. Actually, Pete, something did happen with him one night. What happened is that Epi just kept on and honoured me. I said, one night I finally just pulled my trousers down and I said to him, oh, for Christ's sake, Brian, <laughs> just stick it up me fucking ass. <laughs> And he said to me, actually, John, I don't do that kind of thing. That's not what I like to do. <laughs> well, I said, what is it you do like to do then? And he said, I'd really just like to touch you, John. And so I let him toss us off. And that was that end of story. <laughs> what arm did he do then, Pete, for fuck's sake? No arm at all, that poor fucking bastard. He can't help the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard you're the one getting fucking wanked off <laughs> yeah, yeah. he can't he can't help it <laughs> just stick it up just stick oh. it up my ass <laughs> <laughs> it's like just admit that you want to have that experience instead of like acting like a martyr well fine just fucking wank us off then I'll try to enjoy it <laughs> You reckon that's true though, that? Because this, this, remember, this is from Pete's book. Pete says that John said that to him. And he could be saying that just to get his book it noticed. It sounds exactly like John. Do you think it, yeah, you think it sounds like his word properly? Yeah. When he got married to Yoko, John celebrated the honeymoon by joining a series of erotic lithographs that left nothing to the imagination. When he was asked why so many of the pictures represented him going down on Yoko, 
He replied, Because I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest. You know about the May Pang thing, don't you? No. The Lost Summer was... New York years when it's 73 to 75. They called it like a a Lost Weekend or something, but it went on for fucking like two years. Yeah, years. Was that her? This is that May Pang who worked for him. She's only 22 years old. And Yoko set it up. Yoko said, right, I know she's no real threat to me. So, John, you go and live with her. This is your mistress. Uh, and he used to cheat on her and go back to his flat with Yoko and get Yoko to lie to Mei Pang. Was he not allowed to shag his own wife while he was with Mei Pang? This is the bizarre thing. So a wife had to lie to her husband's mistress after he'd just been unfaithful to that mistress. It's fucking bizarre. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah, and everyone says, oh, there was perfect couple, couldn't leave each other's side and perfect example of pure love. When really there was a fucking mess of a couple, wasn't there? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What, 1975. This is from this... Have you heard of this Albert Goldman book? No. So it came out in 1988, and it's one of the nastiest fucking things I've ever read about Lennon. It's really vivid. Uh, and it describes him as like this fucking goblin with a big belly and spindly arms. <laughs> it makes me like this, this evil figure. It's one of the craziest books I've ever read. I like scandalous biographies yeah. that shocked me I was like fuck me this is going way too far it's just <laughs> evil making out they were both on smack when uh, Sean Lennon was born just fucking extreme right. stuff so this is from this book Night 75 he's back with Yoko and she wouldn't let him drink at home so they used to go out to restaurants and he'd just get pissed and nasty as fuck and he used to say like you're not shagging me you need to bring me either girls or boys bring anything Yoko just like fuck this left and then he'd go out on the piss and he'd go to this club called Ashley's and he's treated like a god in Ashley's. Get drugs off anyone, drinks without paying. Apparently, late on when he was drunk, he'd go in the cloakroom and thrust his hand up the hat-check girl's skirt. Mm. <laughs> well, that's not nice. It just doesn't sound like it's a fucking... I'm getting into it here. <laughs> Tell me more. Licking your lips what about happened? it. And one morning, he rings Yoko at seven in the morning and says... I'm watching three lesbians make it. I hope they make it with me next. <laughs> <laughs> Another night, went home with two waitresses, wanting a threesome. When the girls refused, he whipped out his cock and began masturbating, growling. Fuck it, I'll do it myself. (laughs) (laughs) I get it growling. All right, I'm going to end on a story from one of our old favourites, David Bowie. Did they meet? Get this. So this is from a book called Who Killed John Lennon by Leslie Ann Jones. came out this year, 2020. David Bowie told Leslie Ann Jones... That when John was on another break from May, David and John hooked up in Los Angeles. There was a hole in the middle. (laughs) And it wasn't either of us. At some point in the proceedings, she left. I think it was a she. Not that we minded. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like David Bowie and John Lennon have a threesome. And it could have been a guy. It was a seventies. No one gave a shit then, did they? It's like we love cocks. Honestly, <laughs> we're really, really liberal. Honestly, love we're a dick. We're totally different than normal people. <laughs> we love a dick. It's just the way weirdos like us live. <laughs> right, bullshit, bullshit scale. What do you reckon of John's stories? I I believe all of them because it's not it's not extreme and weird in, mo- in most cases. It's it just fucking is. But I just believe that he's like that. <laughs> I, think it's, I don't think it's that odd. It's just nasty. It's just well, the mean. fucking first one with his mum, uh, that's fucking weird. Yeah, that is weird. But I believe it. I don't think he would have said it unless it was. He's not selling fucking records from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was like, oh, I've got to get his album now. 
Mother, I had you. Oh, it's that. Oh, no, you had me, but I never had you. That is Seriously, is that the lyrics That's to that? fucking lyrics. So there we go. He's fucking singing about that, wanting to bang his mum. That is like... Fuck me. I think that's what that song's about. Fucking hell. It's fucking... Mother, <laughs> you had me, but I never had you. Oh, <laughs> Just when I was touching your tit that time. Oh, Probably... Trying it on with you. Leave it. Love you, Mum. Woke or cancelled? Oh. Is he woke or is he cancelled? Has he been a monster in his former life? Is he a product of an era that is now regarded as a touch outmoded? And the time has say woke or cancelled? Is he woke or is he cancelled? Should he be a person by a righteous mob? Or is he well-intentioned and his views all antiquated? What about his actions? Can they be justified? Woke or cancelled? I want to cancel Lennon. I think he wasn't very nice. I think he was a mean man. What did he do in these stories that, that you're going to cancel him? Uh, Mosey's ear roll. But that's what you're going to... Horse face. When he was fucking... Horse face. Mosey's ear roll. Sleaze little waiter. Fucking... Wouldn't swallow it. <laughs> Cripples. Stabbing the wardrobe. Any, any, every single one of these stories has something nasty and cancellable, in it? We called him slags. <laughs> He's fucking cancelled. If you try and not cancel, John, you're cancelled. Well, fucking cancel me then. <laughs> right, right. There we go. I think it's just a cliche to try and cancel John when all he does is fucking stab wardrobes. <laughs> Call people's clothes, call people's slags, and it's just normal shit. He's <laughs> just a nice guy that wrote some great songs. <laughs> day in the life, Ian, day in the life. What about it? Can't cancel the man who wrote that. <laughs> Whoa. We're talking about the man, we're not talking about the artist. Are you cancelling the man? <laughs> cancelling the man. No, I don't want to cancel the man. Why? Can't be arsed. <laughs> Can't be arsed cancelling him. Right. Slags. <laughs> fine. It's fine to call people slags, I think. To be fair, you let Brian Epstein wank him off. <laughs> that does balance a fair bit, doesn't it? That brings the pendulum swinging right back. I don't know if I agree with us doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems too real. We've gone too far with the Beatles ones. <laughs> it's been the most intense ones. Well, yeah, these are people that I hold close to me. Even though, like, I know a lot about Lennon and stuff, I've never, like, really decided in my mind whether he's, like, a bad person or a, just a flawed human or what. And I'm not using this moment <laughs> to decide. So you can fucking cancel him if you want, but I want to reserve my judgment till till a later date right remember that listeners I've cancelled John Lennon Dom is on the fence favourite Beatle why is he your least favourite Beatle I think he's a little bit overrated as a songwriter something is a little bit saccharine and yeah. uh, Here Comes a Son most of his other songs around that time are just really horrible songs really horrible <laughs> sounding music 
you know, deliberately fucking disconcerting. He seems like the least likable Beatle. Little, little snide guy. I get that vibe off him. But he's kind of backseat snide, whereas John Lennon's like snide in your face. Anyway, how do you think he was with women? I think he was very standoffish. I think all the women made the first move on him. Do you think he was nice? Do you think, or do you think he was a bit of a cunt? I don't know, Ian. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. Again, most of these are from the anthology book, 2000. Let's start with his earliest, earliest thought. My earliest recollection is of sitting on a pot at the top of the stairs, having a poop, shouting, finished. <laughs> <laughs> That's not about fucking... I just What's like that about? I, just, I liked it, right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Done a poo and I've finished. <laughs> <laughs> His first girlfriend, then. Let's get to his first girlfriend. Right. Okay. More like it. Fucking <laughs> pooing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My first girlfriend was Rory Storm's sister, Iris Cadwell. She was really nice and had cotton wool in her bra. <laughs> she probably didn't ever think she was my girlfriend. You never know. When you're young, you just fancy somebody or someone in the same room as you. And you end up thinking they're your girlfriend. <laughs> no, 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 that's not no, how it works. No. <laughs> no. As long as you as long as you fancy someone, they're your girlfriend. <laughs> it shows us away with the furries already when yeah. he was a fucking kid. But well, that's how everyone is. No, it's not. <laughs> you yeah. have to at least talk to someone. And he has to point out she had cotton wool in a bra. The, the second thing he says about her, That's she was nice, she had cotton wool in a bra. <laughs> That's the yeah. two most important <laughs> things to know They're about. They're the things we need to know <laughs> about this fucking 12-year-old girl. <laughs> and it's our mate Rory's sister as well. Good old Rory Storm. I don't care about Rory Storm. <laughs> so I'm going on about it. fucking beef with Rory Storm. Fucking does my head. <laughs> I heard his song, by the way. Oh, what's it like? Unmemorable. Exactly. <laughs> Stop going on about it. <laughs> Right, George talks more about trying to get laid when he was a kid. In the late 50s in England, it wasn't that easy to get it. The girls would all wear brassieres and corsets, which seemed like reinforced steel. You'd always be breaking your hand trying to undo everything. I can remember these all-night parties at Pete Best House or wherever and I'd be snogging with some girl and having a hard-on for eight hours till my groin was aching <laughs> and not getting any relief. That was how it always was. Those weren't the days. <laughs> it becomes, oh, I've got to get it, and everyone would be lying. Yeah, I got it. Did you get some tit? I got some tit. <laughs> well, I got some finger pie. <laughs> What's finger pie? Well, I know what finger pie is. Yeah. Finger pie. For <laughs> a fish and finger pie. Does he say? Meanwhile, meanwhile, fish and finger pie. Fish and is finger that pie. For yeah. me. And I think even though that's McCartney's song, I think John is the one who said, "I think we put, should put this lyric in there." <laughs> I've got this disgusting I've got this, I've got this yeah. good lyric you've got to put in your song. <laughs> Oh no, John, what is it? McCartney's always getting bullied into fucking horrible <laughs> shit in his lyrics. Like that one fucking in Getting Better where like he's writing this nice song about things looking up and John's like, 
You know what this song needs? If things are getting better, they must have been shit before. <laughs> Why don't you put a line about beating your wife in it? What? Is that in it? What's that? that I used to be mean to my woman and I'd beat her and keep her away from the things that she loved. That's the only line that John wrote. <laughs> and he's like, force Paul's coming. So, are you going to sing this line? No, you're going to fucking sing it. <laughs> Not everything's fucking roses. If it's getting better, it must have been shit. Now sing about beating your woman. Wow. Poor Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50 cents shit for getting laid, doesn't it? For George, yeah. Little George. I mean, a hard on for eight hours. Already sounds painful, that. <laughs> they talk about tits in a mad way, don't they? It's not like tits. It's a fucking entity. Girl. Rubber soul? Yeah. Um, in the background, they're doing tit 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 tit. No way. That was them being cheeky. And I heard another thing. Rubber soul is a pun on rub asshole. I've not got any anything. Where's your fucking evidence for that? No, any evidence for this? This is something I heard on a podcast. <laughs> to be fair, man, they got fucking looks about Eggman just chucking eggs on <laughs> naked women and way shagging them. Yeah, that's more like and fish finger pie. They're proper childish as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next. Right, is virginity story? It's quite famous. This probably not already, but here we I go. Don't fucking know it. Yeah, you do. You know George's virginity story. I don't. Right. Well, here we go. In Let's his own find words. out. Right. I certainly didn't have a stripper in Hamburg. I know Pete's met one. There were young girls in the club, and we knew a few. But for me, it wasn't some big orgy. My first shag was in Hamburg with Paul and John and Pete Best, all watching. (laughs) (laughs) We were in bunk beds. They couldn't really see anything because I was under the covers. But after I'd finished, it all applauded and cheered. At least they kept quiet while I was doing it. (laughs) <laughs> using his virginity with them fuckers around yeah. cheering and clapping that's quite sweet that actually it's funny it's that, not it? sweet it's fucking creepy no it'd be creepier to just not say anything just be like oh you just shagged just find Bay. somewhere else fucking hell can't they got, got nowhere else to go that's where they live in fucking oh, show one room make them go for a walk or something <laughs> shag outside like a good Liverpoolian like all Liverpoolians bang outside yeah. graveyard just chuck them out of the room just say right you just go for a walk around the Fucking block a few times. Say that to John Lennon. He'd be absolutely <laughs> no... And he'd get out and be like that, watching, in your bed, <laughs> next to you. Yeah, you. he'd go out the door and, and then, like, two minutes later, he'd, like, smash the door down. <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> Are you got your dick in there? <laughs> you dirty fucker. <laughs> Take your dick out. <laughs> You're putting me off, John. <laughs> Anyway, check this out, right? So they went to Hamburg four times, didn't they, in the early 60s? This time, when they were all in the same room, was 1961, which means that they went through 1960, the first time in Hamburg, when they were all at it with strippers and going wild. George didn't have sex with anyone for so 1960. how old was it? Well, he was 17 in the first time in Hamburg because he got kicked out, so he'd yeah. have been 18. 18, 18 yeah. and not fucking getting laid. Oh, man, he's just like... He's not well, an ugly guy. He's just kissing girls and getting eight-hour bonus <laughs> and not doing anything about it. He can be funny and he can be humble and charming and stuff, but yeah, I can't imagine him being the life and soul of the party. I mean, he, he did 
constantly refer to himself as a boring beetle. Do you actually like him or do you dislike George Harrison? He's like my least favourite beetle, but he's still a beetle. He's only my least favourite because he's battling against fucking titans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I'd like him at all if he weren't in the Beatles. No fucking. I don't really man. like his solo stuff, and I don't like the stuff he does with the Beatles, apart from like a few songs that I really like. Anyway, Dicks. That's it, Dicks. When it was famous, when the Beatles were famous, this is how used to get women. Some of these places, the big theatres, there would be girls standing outside the early birds. We would pull up at the gig and run through them to the stage door. And if you could quickly suss out the ones who looked half decent, you could push them in through the door with you, slam it behind, and then they'd come up to the room. Seems really kind of functional the way he's doing yeah, it. It's not like not talking about it as a fun thing. It's just like, well, you could probably just push a girl into a room and just she'd probably fuck you. I don't know. Just do it. Just get on with life. Yeah, there's no joy there, is there? There's no joy to be. Judges got to do this. Push them through. <laughs> Push them through. See if they'll let you do it. I've had a bonus for eight hours before. <laughs> I'm not going to have any pleasure. It's just going to be functional. <laughs> just got to get rid of this fucking raging bonus. <laughs> so here's a more specific example. On the world tour in 63, uh, they played Ireland and the Vernon's girls were the support acts. This is an article in The Independent. One of them says, oh, George came knocking on the dressing room door while they were putting the makeup on. And he came in and he said... All right, girls. Uh, and one of the members, Maureen, said, George, get out of here. And he replied... Girls, come on. We can't get any women. You could just stand there. You wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> and they threw him out. Threw him out after that. <laughs> you can just stand there. See what this is. What's going on? Why is he not fucking having fun with it all? It's just, just stand there. Just stand there. I just want to fucking wank at you. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking it. Louis. Oh, I did not see That is a Louis C.K. scene, isn't it? That yeah, come just on. Stand there. I'm ready. You can either stand there and watch me wanking or leave. <laughs> Finally, on that same tour, he banged a Renette Estelle, one of the Renettes. Well done. <laughs> she shit is one. I don't even know who she is, yeah, she's got to be one of low-level <laughs> low Renette. Not fucking Ronnie, is she? Right, similar era, and this is when I Want to Hold Your Hand just gone to number one. It was such a buzz to find that it had gone to number one. We went out to dinner that evening with Brian and George Martin. George took us to a place which was a vault with huge barrels of wine around. It was a restaurant and its theme was, well... The bread rolls were shaped like penises and the soup was served out of chamber pots and chocolate ice cream that was like a big turd. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good theme for a restaurant. Yeah, yeah what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, what to expect when you come to our restaurant? We've got uh, bread that looks like a cock. We serve everything in a potty. So it's like you're eating someone's fucking... Shit, <laughs> and the chocolate ice cream will look like shit. <laughs> oh, sign me up. I love that. That's George's first thing when you talk about going to number one with that one old John. That's just like, oh yeah, I went to a restaurant. He was like, immediately dicks. goes to <laughs> the Dixon Shits restaurant. Oh, and you know the famous time when him, uh, George and John first took acid. Oh no! It was what it's around the revolver era or Ribosol era, and the dentist had some LSD, and it was legal then because no one knew what the fuck it was. So the dentist gave him LSD, 
And George talks about it, yeah. The bloke had put it in our coffee. Mine, John's, Cynthia's and Patty's. He didn't take it. He had never had it himself. I'm sure he thought it was an aphrodisiac. I remember his girlfriend had enormous breasts. I think he thought that there was going to be a big gangbang and that he was going to get to shag everybody. I really think that that was his motive. <laughs> wonder why he's thinking that. Just because his girlfriend's got big tits, like, fucking, I'm in a gangbang. <laughs> he thinks we're all shagging. Why are you not taking acid with us? Yeah, do you, Why do you want to stay sober? You want to be in control of us all. You want to control the whole womb and shag my bird with his big tits. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> this dentist is like, fucking hell, I just didn't want to get... Didn't want to take it. They're just looking after him while yeah. trying something new. It's fine to have a drink. You're a fucking outsider. Get out. <laughs> Stop looking at my bird's tits. <laughs> Talks about Brian Epstein a bit as well. Brian was off into the gay world. And we didn't know too much about that. We knew that he was a friend of Dorothy's. But uh, we didn't really go with him into that world. It was in the days when everything was in the closet. And personally, I'm glad it was. I mean, that's all you need to have a gay manager poncing around the band room while everybody's in their undies. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> that's fucking... Yeah, that mate? Oh, yeah. And he was like, all oh, pals. Don't like Brian Lowe's, And he's like, it? ugh. He's looking at me. Well, I mean, grunts. He, he, he's seen him as like other, isn't he? He's, he's not part of the gang. Yeah. I, I don't think the rest of them follow this. John Lennon was really into him. Paul McCartney's easy going. I think it's only George like that, fucking suspicious watching him. He's looking at my knob him because he's gay. Paranoid. He is. He's, he comes across dead paranoid, doesn't yeah, he? You know Because that's, is that not why they fucking stopped touring as well? It was him who was like convinced everyone that it was too dangerous to tour and paranoid about getting assassinated. Huh? No fucking Fuck knows what he would have thought after like John Lennon got assassinated yeah well and after someone fucking broke into his house yeah back to the fucking our old favourite the Two Virgins album <laughs> this is this is oh, yeah. one George thinks what George... was what was this album again <laughs> was this an album that John Lennon released and did he have his penis on the front of the album and and Yoko's muff Yoko's and tits muff and tits yeah alright right. and, and John really wants everyone to see it so he's shown George this is what George says what I thought of the sleeve then was the same as I think now. It's just two not very nice looking bodies, <laughs> two flabby bodies, naked. It's harmless, really different strokes for different folks. <laughs> just a prick, isn't it? Fuck yeah, what a cunt. <laughs> flabby, naked, horrible, a bit rubbish. Why are they doing it? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arsed, but fucking bit shit. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing, isn't that's it? That's his thing for everything. <laughs> Not really asked, but it's a bit shit. <laughs> but I think he just does think everything's a bit shit and he can't be asked with anything. It's rapidly becoming clear why he's your least favourite Beatle. He's not a likeable man. But he's not done anything really terrible like shag someone else's <laughs> wife. Have <laughs> you just seen what we're doing next? <laughs> well, we know that he shagged Ringo's wife, don't we? So we, we, did, we, just, we, we did cover that, that in Ringo's story. Maureen used to turn up at midnight, spend the night with George. Maureen's Ringo's wife. Spend the night with George in his studio. Patty, George's wife, found him locked in a bedroom. When Harrison eventually opened the door, he just laughed and said, She's just a bit tired, so she's lying down. 
And he did this with Ronnie, you know Ronnie Wood from the Stones and the Faces? Did this too. So it's 1973, Ronnie pulls George to one side and he says, he says he wants to sleep with his, with his former wife, Patty. Harrison responded by pointing to the room that Wood was sharing with his own wife, Chrissy. And I shall be sleeping there. So it's a thing for George, this. Banging right. his mate's wives. Did this happen Fucked before up. fucking Clapton shagged his wife? I think it was after. So Clapton shagged his wife and he's like, right, if he gets to shag my wife, I fuck everyone else. This is a free-for-all. Yeah. This is just what the 60s is. Horrible way of looking at life, yeah. isn't it? It's like a YouTube clip of George going in the studio and it's like, hey, everybody, I wrote a fucking song and starts playing his fucking Maureen song. Have you ever heard it? No, what's this? Maureen, Maureen. It was, Ring, was Ringo though? Ringo it? was there and he was like, come on, everybody, play along to this. So Ringo's playing along and he's like, Maureen, Maureen just singing a song about Ringo's wife. Oh, good God, man. The thing is, he wasn't. He, I don't think he's doing anything with malice. I don't think he's like evil and wants to hurt people. He's just oblivious. I I think after after Clapton fucked his wife, he just must have decided. Look, if the sixties just all about each other fucking each other, then I'm gonna do it and I'm not gonna feel guilty about it. But I bet to fuck, he did not try it on with any of Lennon's women. Mm, <laughs> imagine that Lennon would have. He ripped his head off, wasn't he? Uh, cover a couple of rumours. So there's a rumour going round that a Los Angeles prostitute called Tiffany, when George Harrison was married, she gave him a blowjob while he played and sang George Formby songs on a ukulele. On a stage or...? Just in his house, I think. No, not, on a, not in front of everyone. Why would he be fucking playing George Formby, like, in his house while he's getting his dick sucked? Likes George Formby. Right, and I'm cleaning... Windows! <laughs> I think it'd be alright. There's also a rumour, this is fucking mental, that he shagged Madonna. Because he worked yeah. on some film with her in 1986, some shit film. Shanghai Surprise. She was married to Sean Penn at the time as well. Oh yeah. They probably treated Sean Penn really shit, really nice to Madonna. <laughs> Why did they never become a couple? George fucking Dirty Harrison, isn't it? Just wanted a bang. Before it's flop suey. That's what the film was dubbed. Because it was such a disaster. All right. I just seen that and I was like, what's that about his dick? <laughs> Anything with the word flop in it. Yeah, they, they got together, and uh, but George couldn't get it up on the set of, what's it called? Shanghai Surprise. Shanghai Surprise. And uh, Madonna dubbed him Flop <laughs> Right, who's your fifth favourite Beatle? The producer. George Martin. George Martin. Well, I've not got anything about him. Who's your, who's your sixth favourite Beatle? Um, Pete Best. Pete Best. Pete Best. There got we go. Him, <laughs> right, yeah. Little story. When I went to Hamburg, uh, McCartney and Pete Best went to this cinema place. They had all the belongings there and it was it was shut, closed down, so they couldn't get the stuff. Yeah. So they were pissed off. Wouldn't they, wouldn't you? And what they did is they nailed a condom to the cement wall of this cinema show them. and set it on fire. Oof, double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they got reported to the police and deported after that. They got put in jail for the night and deported. Fucking damn right. <laughs> burning a condom on a cinema. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> Fucking burning crosses, isn't it? <laughs> this is the other Pete Best story. This is a letter to Pete Best's ex-girlfriend when they were in Hamburg. There are many girls, beautiful <laughs> and graceful, but lacking in quality. <laughs> Hamburg is little quality, except the kind you would find on analysis of a test tube of 
sewer water. <laughs> it is nothing but a vast A-model jungle. We rock in Hamburg to 30-year-old teddy boys and 15-year-old teddy girls. I can't really get talking to these German girls because I've still got a guilty conscience about the war. <laughs> Actually, I can't speak the language and it's a bit difficult making small talk. <laughs> right, no wonder they kicked him out of the band. Can't believe it. He, he's not fun. Pete Best ain't a fun man. Little quality except you'd find in a test tube of sewer water. He sounds like fucking Richie Manic. Yeah, 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 he does, doesn't he? Yeah, so Pete Best is a hating life. And apparently he didn't even go out with him in the night in Hamburg. Just kept himself to himself. Yeah, fucking get rid of him. He yeah. would have been a shit beetle. Yeah, no fun. Um, bullshit scale for George. What do you reckon? I think it's true. Boringly honest and horrible. Yeah, much yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with that. Woke or cancelled? Easy work, easy work. You tell me, I, I think that's a tough call. Uh, I think just for what you said about Brian Epstein, cancelling for that. Oh shit, yeah, that was pretty shit. It's pretty nasty, that. And yeah. he's mean about John Lennon, flabby bodies, but it's not cancellable, is it? No, but it just shows him as like superficial, really. Mm. For someone who's meant to be all spiritual, it's like, what do you think of my naked body? You fucking <laughs> flabby and shit. <laughs> yeah, but whatever, not ass. You should be like, oh, it's God's creation, it's beautiful. Yeah. I admire your bravery. No. Flabby, flabby bodies. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy to cancel him. <laughs> I don't know. He's less interesting to me now than he's ever been. After these stories, yeah, I'm less interesting. You know, I still like him, but as far as treating women and what he thinks, a bit old-fashioned, really. Yeah, it's mostly old-fashioned. Are we cancelling him then, and what? Cancelled. Yeah. Well, George Harrison, cancelled. Bye, George. No more George for anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's gone. He's done. I can't listen to him again. No. I'm afraid this includes the Beatles albums as well. Can't have any trace of George Harrison <laughs> left in the world. They knew what he was like. They knew what he was like back then. They should, should have really kicked him cancel out. all of them for even letting him... For putting up with him. Fuck, you know. Sad, isn't it? <laughs> Life. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather fuck? Easy one, this, and it's got to be John. <laughs> Just saying, if someone asks you who have you fucked, John Lennon. You're all about status. I know, I am, I know. <laughs> Living the status. moment, right, you, you're there. You, you, you know, no one's ever going to find out about it. It doesn't matter oh. about status. Right, okay, so I'm just looking for a good time. Don't think George is going to give me a good time. I but I don't think George John's would better looking. I think, yeah, I think I'd go with George just because he's better looking. And I think, really? You, yeah. you, you wouldn't shag the guy who's written some of your favourite oh, songs up. It's not about it's not... that. It's about his dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the dick I want. 
<laughs> like I'm fucking banging George Harrison and he's like at the door going Dom picture yourself in a book I'm like no I don't care about your fucking songs fuck off with your boat on a river and tangerine trees fuck off shagging this fit guy I was like no I don't care he's got nice balls what are your balls like John I don't care Take your fucking cellophane flowers and fuck off! <laughs> right, that's the Beatles double part done, episode 10 done, and series 2 done. Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, listening. You've been really patient with us while we've slogged out some of the dreariest stories you've ever heard. What's this? This is bad. This is I'm bad marketing. I'm really sorry. What's the dreariest well, one? Been very patient. Name the dreariest story we've done. Ringo's Zoo. Fucking best story we've done. It, it was, was incredible. It's, it's just fucking spiders in jars. <laughs> and skin. Really boring. I thought he'd have like a giraffe at least. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. The most important thing is that you follow us on YouTube <laughs> and that you um, comment a smiley face on each YouTube video that you watch and then we know you're listening <laughs> and we'll be so happy. Uh, give us a ring on 0789 <laughs> Ring us my, on my, a number that no one fucking checks. I'll check it. Is I'll your check fucking it phone on now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. It's in a fucking drawer. You don't check it. Even if it's got messages on it, we won't know. Well, I'll check it for next series and we'll use them next series. The second most important thing you've got to do... Tell your mates. Blag your mates. Send them, send them links. Send them MP3. Say, you've got to hear this. Your friends need to know. And you're doing them a disservice by keeping all this shit to yourself. What are you listening to it on your own for? Get all your mates round, have a party, famous first times party. <laughs> Break lockdown for it, fuck it. <laughs> Just get your mates round. Listen to Prince fancying his sister. There's Touch loads each other. Of, there's loads of Touch good stuff. each other while you're doing it. Everyone fuck have a go. Distancing. <laughs> suck some dicks. Suck, suck someone's dick while you're listening to it. <laughs> what have you got to lose? <laughs> Nothing. Cheers, bye. Cheers. <laughs>